What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Tug of More. We're rolling. We're rolling, rolling, rolling. We're in full winter mode here. Yeah, Winnie got her Tahoe. Yeah. Shirt. Sh- sh- I've got a. I've learned a new word. It's jacket slash shirt equals shacket. Shacket. The problem with the shacket is they don't have pockets. They don't. So all day I'm searching for a pocket. Girl ones do sometimes. Because Girls be having pockets on all kind of stuff. Yeah, that's why. Because we have we have lipstick and a phone. We we have to carry stuff. And a purse. I got a phone. <laughs> I don't know. I had a phone, a pocket knife. I had to carry both those things. Yeah, if you got other, I don't know. I don't know why. Yes, Dude, it's because we wear leggings. Holidays are coming. I know. Hey. What? So I went grocery shopping yesterday to buy all my I felt stuff. really old. Our families are celebrating Thanksgiving together. Yes. All three generations. Yeah, yeah. So our children, That's then right. us, us, and then, then our parents. Our parents. Yes. And, uh, and so we're going to have so much food, it's stupid. So much food. And, uh, and I'm proud of myself. Why? Because I make some incredible desserts. You sure do. But I'm not making them this year. None of them? Nope. Oh, well, never mind. Because the last <laughs> two, do you know that the last two Thanksgivings, I have been, I've gotten extremely sick oh, after yeah. Thanksgiving yeah. and before Christmas. Because of the sugar intake? But Rachel, so last <laughs> last Thanksgiving, I got so sick. I remember. That's for like a week and a half. Yeah. And Rachel's like, Trustin, you're sick because you're eating so much garbage food yeah. and I was like do you think that's really what it is and she's like yes I promise it's what it is and so I went and bought all the stuff I'm making I'm not making anything that's I not true I'm making some stuff because you had so much left over but then I was going to cap you for the fact that you make like seven banana puddings no I make I literally make <laughs> multiple pans you know those big bowls yes. the like big silver uh the serving trays like a, yeah, I make an entire, it's that full of banana pudding. But you do like five of them. Yeah, and then I just give them out to and people. And they're like, who wants some banana but, pudding? But can we just be honest? What? The real reason I make so much banana pudding is so that I can eat an absurd amount and Rachel not even notice. Yeah, she won't. <laughs> this <laughs> because is, the large quantity that there is, you'd be like, what? No, there's what? No, two he's, more pans. He's given five pans away. <laughs> But what she doesn't know is that I've eaten a pan and a half well, in two days. then you're probably doing yourself a favor, so, but uh, the rest of us are going to suffer. So I'm hoping that this Thanksgiving, no Christmas pudding. year, that I don't gain any weight. Yeah, that's a good goal. Because it's been going in the wrong direction for a few well, minutes. Weird. Yeah, it's hard. It's been holidays. going in the direction. If anybody out there... Um, what are you going to say right dude, now? Can I start doing some crack or something? No. What can I do? <laughs> you can't do crack. What if I do crack for like Our three weeks? Our elders and directors now are like, do, 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 do. They're about to call somebody. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We know you're kidding. What can I do really fast? I don't know. You know uh, what I wish? You sent us that picture. That was so funny. What picture? You sent us a picture in the line the oh, other day. Oh, let's put it in. Yes. <laughs> my favorite a thing. It says... Uh, Dr. Quinn, medicine woman, essentially is yeah, telling yeah. us that we can lose 48 pounds by, in, Christmas by Christmas in like three weeks. And so I took a picture of it in, on the magazine. I sent it to Rachel and Aaron Witt and I said, guys, I have great news. <laughs> and I sent that picture. You let, you left so much time <laughs> yeah, between I, I, <laughs> your guys that have great news. We were all like, what, what's the great, we're thinking you're like, uh, I don't know. You got a new car. Someone gave it to you. No. Like, I thought you were going to tell me something incredible. And then. You told me this great news that I could lose 48 pounds no, by I'm Christmas. No, st- I'm still driving the Danger Ranger. We probably have to drink apple cider vinegar every morning. That's probably what it said. Uh, oh, yeah. Dude, Danger. dude Danger I'm, s- I'm super sore today. Why? Because from working out, oh. I'm trying to not gain weight during the holidays. I heard so you did a two-a-day yesterday. I did a two-a-day. Well, part of the reason I did a two-a-day is because Rachel had some friends over the house. 
<laughs> so you were just like, I got to go. See ya. <laughs> I got to go. See ya. I'm not getting pulled into the lady stuff. No, I'm going to get out, out. Here. There's some weddings coming and they're doing some wedding junk. And so Crafting. I worked out in the morning with my workout partner. And then at like two, I was like, I got to get out of here. And <laughs> so we're, we were not in the office because yeah. it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. We're here filming. Yeah. And so yeah, we're, I did two days. I saw Aaron there at the gym. Aaron was straight running like a gazelle. That's what he does. Yeah. Running like a gazelle. Yeah. Sweaty as a mug. Sweaty as a mug. And so I took a video of Aaron. I was on the, st st on the stepper. Oh, I was nice. on the stairmaster. <laughs> I always say if I go to hell, if somehow I, I, uh, somehow you miss it. No, somehow I like rebuke God Screw it up and, and, I, that, yeah. and I, I go to hell. I'm going to be in hell on a stepper. That's, that would be your hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's and worst. so I went and put myself on that yesterday. Yeah, that's good. You put yourself through hell so you won't gain weight during the holidays. That's right. Smart. Because my mom's making cheese and potatoes. Okay. Well then it is a good holiday. After and all. I'm making macaroni and cheese. How many cheesy things can we come up with? Whitney's mom, Vic will drive to Texas just, just for, for the magazine. Anytime she comes into town, she'll text me privately. Yeah. Do you know Are you this? Gonna make magazine? Your mom be sliding into my DMs, <laughs> hoping that I got. Oh my God. Hoping that I that I'll make oh her some God. macaroni and cheese. <laughs> hey, that's good. That's that good. It's worth sliding in the DMs for. I Dude, guess. I make some cornbread. Oh yeah. See, this is what's happening. My now, mouth's sitting here now watering. You're like, it's time for lunch. It is time. It is time okay, for lunch. What are we talking about today? What, well, dude? So the last two. The last two been heavy. <laughs> well, talking about church hurt. Yeah. Talking about how we just go to this building to hang out with Jesus, and then a bunch of jerks are are there. <laughs> yeah, and we've had a little bit of trepidation while we've told it because we're telling no, I hate stories it. I'm of nervous. like uh, that have been hurt, but we decided that we could redeem it all. By telling some stories when we were jerks. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, that would make me feel great. <laughs> Let's. Well, there's so many other stories of church hurt. Well, and you so can tell like, those too. Whatever. Well, no, if you listen to the last two, and yeah. you feel like, well, you didn't cover my thing. I know we didn't yeah. cover your thing. We didn't talk about the time that we were shunned from a conference because we're men and women who work together. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't talk about the time that our city. Uh, lied to us for eight months and yeah. we embarrassed ourselves from the church and literally wanted to die in a hole. We didn't talk about that. <laughs> we didn't talk about that one. That, that church hurt. We didn't talk about how people that we've loved and yeah. spoken into yeah. then just quit and leave us. Like there's mega, there's mega church hurt. Or times, yeah, when you've tried to reach out to people you loved to try to help, but then somehow it caused hurt and pain and then all of a sudden the relationships are broken and you're like, wait, what? I was just trying to love you and help you. And times when we've given uh, money and time and cars and energy. We gave away a car. And then they were and, like, and you the suck. And the dude, two cars. And they were like, you suck. Yeah. Look at your revelation. <laughs> yeah. Two, we've given two people cars. Who now don't like us at all. <laughs> three? Oh, three, three. Same car. Same, same car to two people. <laughs> three cars. How do you give a car to somebody and then end up hating you five I minutes don't later? Know. It's so very like, confusing. dude, that hurts. That hurts. It makes you want to just quit. Confusing. Not too long ago, I said to uh, Rach and Aaron Witt, I said, "Are we just doing this all wrong? Should we just stop being kind and just start turning into uh, straight bosses? savages? Oh, bosses. Well, no, yeah. we 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 as pastors wear multiple multiple, multiple hats. Yes. So we wear pastor hat. Mm -hmm. Thus saith. Yeah. The Bible, the prophecy, pastor hat. We also wear boss hat because some people work here. Yeah. And if you work here, that means there's an expectation. Yeah, there's a job. You show up to work, you do the job, you do the stuff on time. Here's the to-dos and then 
Then yeah. we also, just because of our personality, we wear a friend hat. Yeah. Because we're just nice, I think. And we just like to hang out and we like to go and eat some uh, barbecue together. And right. so we wear those hats and do this is hard. It's a hard juggle because sometimes you're in a conversation with somebody and they're wanting you to only keep on pastor hat. Yeah. But I have to put on boss hat. Yeah. Right. And then, then they get the feelings hurt. Or you're wearing boss hat and they hear friend hat and they're like, why are you talking to me that way? And you're like, well, 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 hello, because we work together. I'm not just your friend. We're not eating fajitas right now. Right, right now we're talking about work. And like, there's, there's so much, yeah, that can go into the messiness of relationship when it's people. <sighs> and so, uh, man, we've been hurt by people, but, but we've caused hurt too. What? We have caused hurt, but you gotta be careful in every moment because I've had leaders that were my friend and my boss and my pastor, yeah. but then while in friend mode, they told me some boss stuff in a friend way, but I still heard it. They're like, hey, we're gonna pay you $100,000 in the next three months. Like you are, we only got 90, 19 people coming to the church. <laughs> okay, I believe my, my pastor, my pastor has been on the Moses on the mountain with Moses. That's true. Turning fish and loaves into feeding, I guess he's about to pay me. And so like, yeah, it, that's it, a hurt too. You get promised you're about to get paid. No, You right. don't get pray, paid. Or you find out other people getting paid when you weren't getting paid and you were oh, getting dude. told that nobody was getting paid or you get... That was a bad one. Yeah, there's lots. That was a bad one. But <laughs> he said that was a bad one. But... Uh, All I'm saying is we could talk for a lot of hours on different examples and types of church hurt. But what we've realized is now that we're in the adult chair... Right. That we've, we've caused some hurt right. too. Right. The reason we're talking about it in the first place is because our heart is to see that no one would eject completely from the local church maybe you got to leave that church that's fine uh community around you the reason we're friends with the people around us is because we believe that god built us for community and most importantly that we don't want to see people leave god uh leave their relationship with god and jesus or put the the hurt that people have caused on god and say that god did this to them that's not what happened people just are people and so yeah we've screwed up a bunch of times in uh in leading, well, yeah. in loving people, what? We, we've screwed up a bunch of times and or slash, we have just been in positions. Impossible situations. We've been in impossible, we've been in rock and hard place. And so maybe the person who hurt you was in an impossible situation. Do I feel too far away if I lean like this? Yeah, why are you leaning back? I guess well, I, I like am it. too. Okay, it's fine. I'll do this when I'm mad at it, Whitney. It hurts me <laughs> that you're leaning back like this. <laughs> kidding it doesn't i'm literally doing the same thing okay so keep going fine. um maybe the p person who hurt you was in an impossible situation maybe they didn't know how to handle it we said it last time we do the best we can with the information we have and the knowledge and the wisdom and the experience that we have at the time that we have it so maybe we wouldn't respond the same way today uh as we did then but we do the best we can and we're just people and so we have to learn how to accept our own faults and things, and then how to move past the hurt that we've experienced and the hurt that we've caused. Because it could make us shut down and not want to be people. What you said, yeah. are we doing this wrong? Should we just become robot boss people instead? No, that's not the way we're supposed to be. But we, we felt tempted to be before. Go. Yeah, so what is your idea? Your what idea is, is that we talk about- I don't care, you we all, can the, talk all the about ways whatever. that we've, we've hurt other people. I was just thinking, I know that we just shared a whole lot of how people have hurt us. And 
what we said is, uh, you know, hurt people hurt people, or if you don't heal from what hurt you, you'll bleed on people who didn't cut you. I think that seven okay. years ago, six years ago, in the beginning of our navigating, leading this thing and walking through the hurt we just walked through, we probably bled on people unintentionally. We, we definitely bled on people unintentionally and we would hear them say one thing, but we would put somebody else's face on them and we would respond or react okay. stronger. When I first became lead pastor, okay. um, the church was imploding. Yes. And I was, I was bleeding badly. Yeah. I was hurt yeah. for lots of reasons. Yeah. Um, my, what I thought was going to happen in ministry and in my life radically shifted. I worked for a guy for 15 years yeah. and, uh, and he left, right. but didn't just leave. Like it all went poorly. Right. And so I was having a very hard time personally. And so I just knew that I needed to hire somebody. Oh yeah. I had to just get somebody here because I can't be the only person that can talk in a microphone. Right. And so I was in disaster mode. Got to figure something yeah. out. And staff that was here had left and like it was, and the money, we didn't have the money and like it was right. a bad deal. And so I, uh, I called a guy that I was friends with and had been friends with for, for a long time. And, uh, and he had been a youth pastor for a long time yeah. and then had gotten released from that job. I think it was in transition or something. And yeah. was in transition. So I knew that he was looking and I called this guy. He's the nicest dude in the whole world. Yeah, great, great, per wonderful heart, wonderful I'm really family, sad about, I'm really sad how person. it all went. Yeah. I'm really sad how it all went. And I've called him and told him that, we had breakfast. And so I call him and I pitch him and I'm like, dude, this is about to be incredible. You come work here, you're gonna be executive, you're gonna do all these things, we're gonna grow, dude. And I'm casting vision the only way I know how. Yeah. The only way that I've ever had it cast to me. I've still got a little bit of manipulative in me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm still hurt from the manipulation that I was under. Absolutely. And so he comes and uh, moves his family here and, uh, and works here and was great for a year. Mm -hmm. Like was a great stabilizer to Absolutely. help s steady the ship, then brought Whitney on full time. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were at the same time. Yeah. You and him came on full time at right. the same time. Yeah, yeah. You were not full-time pay. No, but full-time job. <laughs> and so after a year, I started to realize that like this dude's great, but it's not going to be a fit. Yeah. Like it's not going to long-term be a fit. Well, and you and I were figuring out what our roles were Yeah. in a way that we hadn't really fully allowed our, not, not that we hadn't allowed, but we'd, we'd just kind of been like, oh, we're going to stabilize the boat. We're going to save the ship. Yeah. And so it was like, oh, this is what God has for us. This is where we're going. And again, great, great dude, great heart, just not the right personality, not the right fit, and really skill set for what was needed. Yeah. Not the wrong skill set for ministry, just yeah. the wrong skill set for this house and what yeah. was needed. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and so we had just a bunch of conversations yeah. about like areas that needed to be more aggressive. Yeah. And uh, and it just came down to that I had to let him go. And, uh, and man, I know I didn't do it all right. Right. Because I was not okay. I had not been through any of the counseling that I've been through. I had not found new mentors. Right. I had not all the way unpacked with my community, like 
where I was and yeah. stuff. And man, I heard him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, we, we could have done it differently in a couple of different ways. Um, we could have celebrated him well as he was released. We could have given more time for like a transition, but we didn't, we'd never done it really before. And all we'd seen had been long uh, transitions that were not good and not healthy. And so what we thought was giving him the healthiest way to transition. Right. We probably did the wrong way. Um, be, no, we did the wrong way because it was just the best we knew how at the time. Looking back, I wish we would have, yeah, given a better off ramp and said, hey, we're going to take it slow through the summer and give you this time and these things. But we just didn't really know. We didn't know what we were doing yet yeah. to the extent. And we were trying to cause less pain. And I think it unintentionally caused more pain. Yeah. And so I really regret yeah. a lot of that season. Yeah, for sure. Because my friend, he did nothing to deserve being hurt. Yeah. We did nothing going in trying to hurt. Right. It just... No one had the intention of walking away with those, those, uh, that scenario and that yeah. hurt. But yet, that's exactly what happened. The church was changing and shifting and growing. Yeah. And the responsibilities were needed to do some things. And it just, it wasn't, it wasn't working. You yeah. and him weren't yeah. Like meshing. Yeah. And I give so much credit because his heart was to try to make it work always. Yeah. Even still, even after he left, he's called me and said so many encouraging, so many honoring things, but it was clear that the dynamic was just not going to be what we needed it to be. And that was okay. Uh, but it was still painful. And so maybe you're out there and you've got some hurt. Yeah and you're really mad at somebody or really mad at yourself, yeah. but there's another party and that's just the circumstances. Yeah, yeah. That's just the situation. That's the, the era that that church is in. And for the, like, as I look back at that person, yeah. I'm like, man, I'd love to have him here now. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to have him here now. Right. We're in a very different era than we were then. Yeah. And then it just, it, it wouldn't work. Well, and, and so like, if you feel beat up, or hurt, maybe it was just the era. Yeah. That the church, what was best for the church. Right. Was for you to not, God, it sounds so ugly, but was for you to not be getting paid. Right, right, right. No, and it stinks, but it is, uh, it was a season where we made mistakes, uh, and, and there was mistakes on both ends for sure, but for us, we could have did it, done it differently and better. I regret the way it was, but uh, but it also was the best we knew how. Yeah. And I think what so proves his heart is what you said that we've been able to have conversations since then, and they've gone well. Yeah. We've had times where we've had conversations after the fact and it didn't go well, and like those were not wise decisions on our part to have the second conversation. But we've learned, man, we've learned to say less words. Uh, in meetings, because we are both people who like to say all the words. And when you're having a separation conversation, our intention has been to cause the least amount of pain. And yet we've learned that fewer words are actually what cause the least amount of pain. Because when we try to say all the words to try to save feelings and try to not cause pain, inevitably it causes more pain. Which maybe you're listening and you were hurt by a church because they didn't say a lot of words. Yeah. Maybe they were just trying new tactic. Yeah. <laughs> to say less 
to ease you from saying too much. Right. We we uh, we had a guy on our team that uh, for a while did did good, but as the ministry grew and as stuff grew, yeah. responsibilities grew, he just couldn't carry the carry the load. Yeah, the and, pressure was a lot. Yeah, and so he was uh, experiencing a whole lot of panic. Yeah. Um, yeah. panic attacks. Yeah. Which at that which at that point I didn't have any grace for. Yeah. Because I never experienced it. Right. Huh. Yeah. I have now had moments where I have been swept with panic and uh, and thought I was having a heart attack. Yeah, <laughs> right. But then realized, no, oh. I went and got an EKG or whatever they're called. Yeah. Like, no, you're healthy as an ox is what the doctor anxiety. told me. Yeah. It's just, oh, oh, this is, oh, this is what a panic attack feels yeah. like. Yeah. So I just didn't have any grace for it. And it's not, I couldn't have grace because I didn't know. You didn't know what it was. I, did, I, I didn't have yeah. the capacity. And so, so things just weren't going well and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Um, that's wouldn't, wouldn't receive critique. Right. And so we fired a guy. Yeah. And in our effort to not say a lot of words, I said, and hey, man, we'll let some time go by. And if you ever want to talk about this again, then we can talk about right. it. Right. And so. That was a mistake because, that we shouldn't have done because we should have. Well, so then a year went by. Yeah. Right. And then we had a conversation. <laughs> and it so was. Stupid. Awkward, hard. The thing about a year is a lot of time goes uh, by and a whole lot of memories change. Well, we and, stopped thinking about it, but yeah, he didn't at all. Yeah, and you recognize, oh, you've been thinking about this over and over and over again. We've moved forward. I have no idea what even happened. Uh, we have an idea of what happened, but like I don't remember it the way you remember it. And it's been so long. And then we we even brought spouses into the equation that just was... I forgot about that. Just ignorance on our part, trying to be gracious and say like, oh, we, we love you and we want what's best. But then inevitably, when push comes to shove, when you don't agree, either you just come to an impasse and you don't agree. But when you said, hey, we'll say more words, you have to say more words. And so we did. So then a year went by and then we had a fight. <coughs> about something that's decision had been made a year ago. And we're at the meeting and Whitney's kicking me under the table. L literally. Literally kicking me because now we're in a fight. Yeah. Now he's saying a bunch of stuff that I'm like defending myself. Yeah. But why the decision's already made. And I totally forgot about the spouse thing. Yeah. Do you know why we did the spouse? We invited a spouse then is because the other one we just talked about, the spouse had no idea. Right. Yeah, we, and so like one, there's a transition where a guy leaves and his wife is flabbergasted, yeah. has no idea that there's even an issue and now their whole life's being changed. And the other, so we're like, well then let's swing the pendulum and let's invite <laughs> the wife to the meeting where we fire this person. I think we said it last God, episode. God, we're stupid. We're so stupid. <laughs> I think we said it last episode that you shouldn't swing the pendulum all the way to the other side. But sometimes when you have uber intense personality paired with uber intense personality, <laughs> You swing the pendulum so far thinking, oh, we're going to overcorrect. We're going to course correct from what we did last and, time. And yeah, we were stupid. We were stupid. And it might feel like we're trivializing some oh, of these no, things. It's horribly but painful. I think that the stories that we've just told and a couple others that we'll probably get into. Yeah. I've shed more tears over and had more heartbreak than anything that had been done to me. I have been more hurt about things I've done to others. Absolutely. Because God, when you're the dude who's hurting somebody, it yeah, it sucks real bad. But even in in that scenario, what's what's great about God is that when we are people and we screw up, 
when we are willing to admit our humanness, when we are willing to identify that we're just people, then actually healing can happen. And so not long ago, uh, that person and I had a conversation where we saw each other in a really random place, literally on the other side of the world, uh, ran into each other in a hotel lobby and we're able to have a conversation where I said the words that you taught me a long time ago that are true. I'm super sorry that you were hurt, that I caused pain to you. I did the best I knew how at the time, and I know that it wasn't all that I could have done and should have done. I'm really sorry that you're hurt. And I feel like it's not like a super repaired, restored relationship, no. but healing was able to happen for them and for us, for me, for you to say, hey, we were just people, we screwed up, I'm sorry, I love you. Like, I don't go back on the decision. It was the right decision yeah. to not work together anymore, but, but the way we did it could have been different. Um, and so you live and learn. And when you allow some humility on both sides, mm -hmm. then you can have healing. God can do something. You know why I what? think is because what we were, where we were is we had survived a bunch of punches. Yeah. And when you, when you have survived a bunch of punches, sometimes the only thing you know how to do is punch. Right. And I think that you and I didn't have the empathy that we have now. Absolutely or the grace or the patience. Yeah. And so the early years, there's some, there's some, yeah. some bodies along the way Absolutely. that I'm really sad about. Cause if I could jump in a time machine, I would do it different. Absolutely. I just didn't know how to do it better. Yeah. And I think, and so now there's people out there that are, have church hurt because of us. Absolutely. And that's the worst feeling ever. It's the worst. You said it, um, we didn't have the patience, but also the hurt had the hurt we did endured and experienced. You said it last episode, we had allowed ourselves to be in these situations for so long mm -hmm. that I think then we got used to taking punches, but then we got really uh, aware of how long we allowed things to go on that we got so like, we have to handle this right now. It has yeah. to be handled today, right this minute things that didn't have to be handled so intensely, so quickly, because we just, we wanted to keep the ship where we had, had it pointed. We didn't want to allow any of that old culture to creep back in. Yeah. And so in our naivety and inexperience, we would sometimes rush to things. Didn't mean it was the wrong decision. Didn't mean that it was uh, not exactly the way we would do it again if we had to do over again. But we might've handled it too intensely, too quickly, just because, uh, and, um, sometimes had to just prove that we were right in a moment that maybe we didn't need to, we could, now yeah. we're willing to swallow some things that were like, yeah, you can say whatever you want. I don't care. It's fine. I don't need to prove my words to you. Uh, because now we have, yeah, empathy and wisdom beyond what we have. It sucks. Yeah. But it is. You real. said something that was really good. I think we should speak to a little bit. Go back. You, you talked about how we should say less words. Yeah. So my dad, he had told me, um, a long time ago in some of this, he said, trust in the words you say are just bullets in the gun of your enemy. Yeah. And what he was saying is like the more time you're going into meetings and saying all these things and all these feelings and all these lists and all this stuff that happened, when you know that there's something in your, the separation needs to right. happen in your heart, whether you're leaving or you're having someone leave, Sometimes what you're doing is you're just giving them ammo to walk around the church and shoot you with. Right. And I think I did a lot of that. Yeah. 
I said too much to an individual and then the individual went around and used words that were said. Unintentionally, I think that you and I both, like I said, we say all the words also because we want to be understood. We what want are we doing? Hearts. What are we doing? Are we really do? Are we really going to post this? Yes, absolutely. Why? What's wrong with it? I don't know. It's just such a odd topic that we're admitting that we screwed up. Yeah. I feel like I f- my, my fear is that people that are currently attending our church are like, man, these people are the worst. No, they did that to me too. I'm hey, leaving. I, I know that person. Whatever. I loved them. No, because we are God. humans. We're admitting our humanness which is the whole point. I think that people who get themselves in such deep church hurt are not willing to admit that they're human too. And yeah. like our point in this last conversation was we've been hurt. The other part of it is we're human. So we've caused hurt and you have to be willing to look at both sides of the coin and admit it. And you know that that's yeah. the best part of who you are is your transparency and vulnerability. And it's trickled down and made us all that. It's not fun to sit here and say all those things, yeah. but it's admitting our humanness allows healing for us, but also for those who have walked through pain or caused pain. Cause the truth is you can cause pain and then still be a good person and still be used by God. And it's because you're just a human and you're willing to admit your mistakes. You know, as I'm looking back at these stories over the last couple episodes, yeah. you know what I'm thankful for? What? This is a little off topic, but what I'm thankful no, for is Amy Chin. Well, yeah, and, and love Lacey yeah. and Marcy. Yeah. And there's, and, uh, there's a, there's Elaine. A list. Yeah. There's a list. There's a couple people that after a hard thing yeah. would come and lean in and say, Hey pastor, you did the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little, like I'm on the inside crying yeah. over something that's happened with somebody. Yeah. And maybe it's not even a staff person. It's somebody else in the church that's left and we didn't chase. Yeah. We've got some people right now that left that I'm like, am I supposed to go chase? Right. Or am I supposed to just let them, let them be gone? Well, it's hard. And those, so listen to the voices that are encouraging you and don't dismiss them. Yeah. The ones that are on writing the right stuff on your the whiteboard. The ones that are writing the right stuff on the whiteboard. It's really good. You said it, and I think that's part of it, is the, the words, what words to say, what words not to say, but then hearing the words that we don't need to hear and then hearing the words that we do need to hear our words, ma- the words matter. Yeah. And so, no, I, <laughs> yes, we're going to post the episode, but, uh, <laughs> you know what it doesn't mean. Cause I know there's what? just been a lot of, when you had this idea, this, you know, when Winnie said, <laughs> you know, we need to do a podcast about the times that we've hurt people. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's do that. And then when you really start to think about it, yeah, you realize crap. we had a guy, can I tell another story? Please, I have more we had a, we had a We had a guy on our staff. Um, we had a guy on our staff, and his marriage had had some really hard... Seasons. Seasons. Yeah. From choices that he made. Yeah. And so we helped navigate that and our best yeah. and to repair that. And uh, it seemed like him and his wife were really making progress, you know? Yeah. And... Uh, but then we saw that same proclivity, that same flesh in him start to kind of rise yeah. up and start to make some bad decisions again. And I still love this dude so oh, much. so much. And we tried to speak to it. Yeah. To him and his wife. Yeah. Through 
we pay for counseling for all our staff, but like a more intense, yeah. like guys, you need to work on some of this. Yeah. And like, I know we hurt them in that season. In our effort to help. In our effort to help. Yeah. But if we hadn't, it would have been worse. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing is sometimes pain is caused when we step in um, or when we lean in or when we use our words. But, but yes, what you're saying is have we taken the time to look at what pain would have been caused had those people not spoken, had those people not stepped in, had they not tried to help? And I think, yeah, where we see parts where we cause pain, but then recognize the, the effort and the heart behind it was with the best intentions and the best motivation of love and care. And, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes you do your best and it's still going to cause pain. It's still going to hurt somebody. And, um, that's all, that's all you can do. If you're going to be people who care for people, if we're going to keep tugging into the more of who God's called us to be, God's called us to be people who show up for people. And so that's going to get messy and we're going to screw it up. But we have to be willing to look at where we've screwed up and then look at where we've not, where we've won and go, okay, let's keep going in that direction as best we can. But know that when we screw it up doesn't mean we're all the way back over here. Yeah. It might just need a little readjustment and alignment and like we're doing the best yeah. we can. No. Yeah. What? It's good. It's good. No, I'm in my head. I'm in my head Why? a little bit because I, I love all these people that we've hurt. Yeah. No, super. Me too. And, and I so think- talking about it, it's not, it's not fun. No, I saw a guy that we fired at a conference in the bathroom at another conference. Did I just say that wrong? I was at a conference and I saw this guy in the bathroom that we fired. And he looked at me like he saw Freddy Krueger. He looked at me like he saw right. a murderer. Right. Because I murdered him. Yeah. I hired this guy too fast because I thought that he would come and do a good job, but he, he wasn't a pastor. He was a preacher. Yeah. And I heard him. Yeah. You know, and like, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. And so why I'm saying, why I'm saying like, are we really going to post this? What benefit does this even cost anybody? I don't even know. But like, The person who hurt you is either a total jerk yeah, and is a sociopath or the person who hurt you, maybe they really regret how it went. Absolutely. Because I really regret how a bunch of these went. Absolutely. Now, it doesn't mean that I wouldn't, well, I would change, some of them I would have never even hired the person. Right. I would have not even brought right. them on. That was, my mistake was the day I brought them on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some of them, like you said, I was just too impatient in the, in the, or, or, or got too involved because of the different hats that we wear. And or I think involved. for me, the reason why it's valuable is that if you are on the tug team, if you're someone tugging into more, then inevitably you're going to cause pain because you have to, you, you said it, now we sit in the big boy and big girl seats. And so we have to make decisions that people don't always understand. Yeah. We have to, uh, we have to make decisions that we don't want to make sometimes. Right. I can remember, uh, staring in the bathroom mirror at myself saying, you got this, go do what you know needs to be done. Because I 
had to go have a hard conversation that I didn't want to have. And I knew that where the person was at and how they would receive it. And I knew this is kind of the beginning of the end. And like, right. that sucks. Um, and I know I caused massive deep pain in them. And then inevitably, because of that pain, I caused pain in my friends around me, my own children, uh, the people on our team that, that then had to pick up some of the slack and effort. I, in this conversation, caused pain all around me. That though I gave my best effort, though I gave my best uh, heart behind it, still caused deep pain. And if we're unwilling to say, hey, I did cause pain, then we are going to stop doing all of what we're called to do, yeah. all of who we are called to be. And if I did not allow myself to go, look, I own, mistake or not, like it or not, like change it or not, I own the pain that I caused. Um, if I wasn't willing to do that, then the truth is the next time I needed to have one of those conversations, I would inevitably start becoming a passive aggressive person instead of a directly aggressive person. I would inevitably stop hiring or stop, uh, shifting culture back to where it needed to be. I would inevitably stop doing the job of what I'm called to do right? because I don't want to admit that I'm human. I make mistakes. And even with my best intentions, because I'm dealing with other people, well, I'm going to cause pain. If you go to the doctor and the doctor says, uh, you need to lose 50 pounds. Right. Does that hurt your feelings? A hundred percent. But is it also truth? Truth? Yeah. And actually loving? Right. Actually going to be good for you? Yeah. If you go to the mechanic and they say, man, you need a new transmission. Yeah. Does that hurt? Yeah. Yes, that hurts. But if you want to drive the car yeah. around, you have to. Absolutely. And so like, as I'm contemplating the hurt that we've caused, and as I'm listening to you say the hurt that you went in this meeting that you were going to cause, yeah, the hurt was caused, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't right. Correct. The doctor, if the doctor says, hey man, if you keep eating a stick of butter for breakfast, you're gonna have a heart attack, I'm not eating a stick of butter. That's just an example <laughs> I'm using. That would be disgusting. Then you're gonna get clogged arteries and die. Yeah. Does that hurt your feelings and, and, uh, and be sandpaper against yeah. the situation? Yeah, but it's, it's true. Yeah. And so that's where it's hard. And it's what I said, I think in the first episode where we talked about church hurt, was you have to realize that your part of the hurt that Absolutely. you've so some of the hurt i received was because of me right i either wasn't doing my job or i was staying in a proximity of something that i knew was not healthy mm -hmm. we have to really look at the hurt that we've caused and then say but what, what but was i doing my job right but was i living like this one guy that i just talked about that we ended up having to let go because of marital issues the dude was doing a bunch of sketchy sexual stuff right he was not doing what he should do right he was an, uh, another guy that we let go he was he refused to send an email refused send an email refused to put stuff in his calendar right. refused to show up for work on time and so yeah i caused a lot of hurt in his life i caused a lot of hurt right he saw me in the bathroom started crying thinks i'm a monster right but he's got to really genuinely look at right where he was dropping the ball too. And so part of this conversation and why I felt so like strong about talking about it is something you and I talked about. And I told you, like, I don't even have the words for it, but I think that for you and I, our generation, or maybe just our 
personality. It took us a long time to even identify and have this revelation of we were hurt. Like we didn't want to admit that we were hurt. I had to have a counselor talk me into yeah. admitting that I was hurt. Yeah, we didn't want to admit it. We were we are putting it on our back, Carrie. Yeah. We got this kind of people. And like, if God is for me, no one can be against me. So whatever, I'm okay. And I told you, I feel this great responsibility in as we've identified and been willing to share, okay, we've been hurt. What I fear for the next generation is then... Uh, Hmm. unwilling to do tough stuff is if there's not a a deep understanding and a deep intricate look into this revelation that you and i have had okay so we've had the revelation of church hurt now i see church hurt everywhere i look on instagram on facebook where people are are ejecting from life because of it i'm like oh i feel this deep responsibility not that any of them are even listening to me but I feel this deep responsibility of understanding it properly for the next generation so that it doesn't become just a excuse for them, just a, uh, I don't know the word, uh, just a crutch for them to lean on instead to go, hey, yes, you've been hurt, but hey, you're a person, so you've also caused hurt. And so we're just people doing this thing together and we can't use it as a, a phrase or a word or whatever to let us eject from the more God has for us. If we mm-hmm. want to keep tugging into more, we have to identify, hey, I'm going to cause hurt. I'm going to be hurt. And so I'm a person and I'm going to keep doing better. We just keep on getting better. It's a song we sing all the time, yeah. but it's true. Yeah. God, God can... God can work us into a better person than we were the day before. And we just have to be willing to admit it, look at it and keep stepping forward. Situational awareness and self-awareness. Absolutely. We have to just be aware of the situation and be aware of what we, we put into it. That's yeah. what you're saying. And so like there are, there are even right now regrets of right now situations that I know I did the best I could but I still am like, oh, but if I had it to do all, all over again, I would just change this one word. I would just change the way I communicated. Did I send a text message when I should have made a phone call? Did I uh, try to set up a meeting this way when I should have tried to set it up that way? Like silly, small things, but recognizing I'm just a human. I'm going to make mistakes. And so I can only do what I can do with it. And then it's on the other person to do what they can do with it. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. It takes two to tango. Absolutely. It takes the leader and the follower. And when both are making mistakes, then it ends really badly. Absolutely. And like recognizing you and I, something we've learned is what, what conversations our voice needs to be in and what conversations our voice doesn't need to be in. I have caused unintentional pain by not understanding the weight of my voice. I've gone in and handled um, a dress code situation in a worship team moment. I've gone in and handled um, a Facebook post where we ask people to uh, not post certain things on the internet if they're in certain levels of leadership. And I've gone into conversations and said, hey, can I talk to you about this? And without understanding the weight of my voice. You've jumped down hierarchy. Yeah, Yeah. and, and not recognized Oh, when I turn around in church, when a baby's crying, I'm just looking to see, oh, who's it? I think the worship story is great. Okay, I'll tell that one. Yeah, I think that's a good one. So there was a situation on the worship team where um, somebody was dressed, again, it wasn't even super inappropriate, but it was 
tighter and more low cut and a well, female. Well, I think if I'm allowed to talk about this, that this girl, because of her body type, had a harder go at dressing what people would call appropriate than a girl who had a very different body type. She is an attractive <laughs> girl um, who in her mind was just wearing a scoop neck t-shirt, like in her mind. And I was trying to help her have the awareness to say like, hey, you can wear that on a Sunday, any day of the week. But if you're gonna be on stage- Jumping. Jumping up and down in worship, this might cause an issue. And I want, and my heart in it was, I want you to be honored not uh, looked at derogatory. I don't want you to become the boobs McGee to this uh, group of people here. I want you to be seen with honor and respect and reverence. And so my heart in it was to say, hey, let me coach you and help you. But, but what happened was- But instead, what she heard was Pastor Whitney, this high level leader- Thinks I'm a slut. Thinks I'm dressed like a slut today and is trying to call me out in front of everyone. And man, that was not my heart at all. Yeah. And what I didn't take into consideration is a couple of things. I, I did it, uh, I mean, I had no choice but to do it right before service because- No, you, because you were right. Yeah. Because we could have not allowed her- I could have just said, hey, you can't go out on stage. I could have said, and instead what I said was, hey, I have this blazer, I want you to wear it. I, I want to talk to you about like how your dress might be perceived wrong by others. Again, I wasn't putting it on her, I was putting it on the others who would not see her appropriately. And I was like, I have this blazer, you wanna wear it for service, I think that would be best. And we can talk about it even more afterward. Um, because it was, you know, right before, sir, an hour or so before service happened. And I also screwed up in that I was taking the bullet for people on the team who should have had the conversation with her. I right. should have had the leaders of the team who are the ones she works with every day, the ones she connects with, consistently talk to her, but because I was trying to swoop in and be mama hen to them and not make them be the ones to deal with it. Um, protect them from having to do something tough. Yeah, protect them from having the hard conversation. I allowed my much weightier voice yeah. um, to be the voice that spoke to this poor girl. And so I regret the damage I did in that, man, she doesn't need to walk in insecure of what Pastor Whitney thinks of her. That's a, that's a huge weight that yeah. I didn't fully understand um, what I was doing. And, and therefore it made the situation look bigger than it even was. All I was trying to do is explain, hey, this actually, you're not dressed bad. You could just dress, a, you could just have a little bit more of an appropriate uh, dress for your body type that's gonna make you be seen as a worshiper of God, not an object or a piece of meat for a man struggling with that temptation to look at. Um, and I, I should have held it and done it differently. And, and she left. Yeah. But not just left our church. Yeah. Ejected from Jesus. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was a slow, slippery process where she got frustrated. Her mom got frustrated. Everyone kind of got frustrated at me. And I, I get it rightfully so. And now that I see it from my perspective, the right perspective, I'm like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. I should have had someone else handle it. And if, and if they wouldn't handle it, I should have held them accountable for it. Um, and so, man, I hate the pain that it caused. And I regret deeply uh, because, again, as I shared my story last episode, I have a great sensitivity to that. Right, because I'm like, there's nobody better to have that conversation than you. 
but yeah, because you now are who you are, right. you're now not the one to have yeah. the conversation. And so I have the understanding of that pain, which is why I thought, oh, I'll be able to do it better. But I didn't put into consideration the weight of my voice. Well, and we had we did a whole episode on the weight of our yeah. voice. Yeah, and so again, you can go into it with the best intentions, but mm-hmm. still screw it up. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great line for the for the leaders in the room. Yeah, you can go into it with the great intentions, but it, but maybe not. You can still screw it up. It can still get screwed up. Yeah, along the way. We had a guy in our church that I've told the story before that he was a volunteer, and. Uh, was just not honoring and like saying stuff on teams that were causing problems. And so I scheduled a meeting with him and his wife. And in the meeting, he just started being very combative Mm -hmm. about like a bunch of stuff. And like, he grew up in very different type of church and wanted us to change how we're doing all these different things and even theology. And so I was just not having it. And, and in that conversation, he and I got into an argument, but in front of his wife. Yeah. And, and I, I, uh, I beat him up. I beat him up too much in front of his wife. Cause he's wrong. Right. Like the dude's theology is wrong. The dude walks through life offended. as, as a jerk yeah. and offended. But like every word I said to him was true, but I said it in front of her. Yeah. And I, I hurt, I, I did damage. Now they're not like divorced or nothing. They left the church. Well, I encouraged them to find another church. And it was just, it's a lesson that I learned. Yeah. It's a lesson that I learned. Like just cause it's true doesn't need, mean you need to say it. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we recognize that in the moment and sometimes we recognize it after the fact. Yeah. So like in the moment talking to that girl, I thought, oh, I'm doing a great job. It wasn't until later that I realized it. And probably, I don't know for you in that scenario was it in the moment you recognize it or when you looked back later it was way later his son visited our church like two years later oh and i talked to him and as i'm talking to him i don't even remember what he said yeah but i was like dude i said i said too much yeah like i said enough that the mom said something to the son about what i said Wow. about his dad and his yeah. son was like you know what you said was right about my dad and he's this and this and this and this. And i was like dude i cause hurt in this family yeah like what this dude needs to do is go talk to a counselor and really get healthy and all these things but what i did in a in a in a angry conference confrontation this man was being confrontational to me yeah and instead of me just chilling out i, I jabbed him and that jab it's caused echoes in his family well you just said so what your dad said about bullets in the gun yeah. of your enemies about you, but it can also become bullets in the gun yeah. for others to point at them. His wife and is now so saying, well, Pastor Trustin said. Yeah, golly. And I hate that. Yeah. But but I was. No, right. You were, but, but you it's were right. right in what you said, but not Sometimes, right in the way you did it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You hurt, you hurt, no, you hurt. it super sucks. But I think, I mean, I hope that the people our friends that are watching, they're our friends. And so they know our heart is to be vulnerable to say, hey, we're not jerks. We are jerks because have we're people. Been, yeah. We have been jerks. Our heart is not to be jerks, but dang, it's hard. Yeah. Uh, and when you deal with people, like, yeah, inevitably our hurt is gonna get on other people sometimes. I had some friends get fired from a church and uh, they didn't even meet with a pastor. 
they met with the executive yeah. pastor and uh, the guy wouldn't tell him anything. He said, you know, we feel like your employment uh, here is coming to an end. We're thankful for the time. We feel like the Lord's hand of grace has lifted mm -hmm. and it's time for you to go. And I remember them being really hurt that that's all they got. And I remember being mad for them mm -hmm. that that's the only words that they heard. Yeah. But on this side, yeah. if that guy would have told them every word, right. everything they did, all of the reasons, it would have hurt them so much more. Yeah. Well, sometimes you walk into a situation knowing you're going to cause pain. Yeah. And you have to make the decision, how much pain am I actually going to cause? Yeah. And so while, you ca while causing pain, you, you're, you're going, I'm actually hurting you the least. And it sucks. It's like I'm, being a parent. I'm actually hurting you the least. What? It's true. No, I want to cry. <laughs> no, because some of our current situations yeah. that we've got, you know, we've, every church has current situations. <laughs> and we've got some current situations right. where people have gotten mad. And I want to say, we hurt you the least. Yeah. We, we, we haven't even told you the truth. Right. It's no, just, it's it was just time to be done. Yeah. And like, I could make a 35 point bullet point spreadsheet of why you, why this change has to happen, yeah. but that would hurt you way more. Yeah. Well, God, it sucks, man. And so being silent, we're learning. So maybe you've caused pain. And I think what we're learning now is, is, uh, stop causing pain. Mm -hmm. What we're learning now is okay because our words are either bullets in a gun or have weight beyond what we understand. We're now choosing our words wisely and inevitably sometimes our silence causes pain, but it's the least pain that we can cause. And you and I both as people who like to say all the words because we want to be understood because we want you to know our heart are having to learn, look, we've shown you our heart over seasons and our words are not gonna show you our heart, our words are gonna cause pain. Yeah. And so if you're tugging into more, if you're learning how to go into the next season, sometimes you have to recognize where have I caused pain? Let me admit it. And then now let me say, okay, there's actually less pain in my silence, but then some people, there's been pain in your silence. Now you gotta say words. It just depends on who your personality is. But we're learning, uh, we're learning every day and we just have to be willing to give ourselves a grace to say, hey, I'm gonna give them grace for the pain they cause, and I'm gonna give me grace for the pain I'm causing, yeah. and keep going into more, yeah. Um, do as little harm as you can. Yeah, right. And that I'm a, well, I used to be a big off-road guy. I'd love to go off-road. And there's a saying in the off-road community, it's called tread lightly. Yeah. That like when you're off on a trail, don't just be doing burnouts everywhere. Right, right, right. Tre tread, tread, light, lightly. tread lightly. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that that's what we need to do as we lead through hard things. Yeah. Is we don't just need to full throttle through everything. Yeah. But we also can't not go. Right. Right? No, we it's have to, true. We have to learn how to tread lightly. Yeah. And I think that's where God's brought you and I is yeah. to learn how to learn how to tread lightly. We had a bunch of hurt. Um, I've talked about a little bit through from our city. Yeah. From like some land stuff. Yeah. 
And man, I've never had to actually bite my tongue in my mouth more than in some of those meetings, like physically biting the sides of my mouth. Kicking each other under the table. <laughs> because, right. because tread lightly, man. Yeah. Don't, don't go at it with any emotion. Yeah. Just let the spirit speak to you. Okay. Super what, what else? I don't know. Um, what else do we need in that? I think, I don't know. To me, again, it's just identifying the, the fact that people are the factor. The church is not the thing. The church is not the issue. Um, they're people are deconstructing from their faith because they're deconstructing the church. What they really need to do is deconstruct people and recognize that people are people. Go. I thought of one that we did it, we did it good. Okay. That's a great way to spin it and turn it around we, and end it. We hired a guy um, who he came in and interviewed for us. And not only did me and you interview him, Amanda and Enrique interviewed, oh, interviewed yeah. him. I think even Easton and Bailey interviewed him. Yeah. We made the full job description. Here's what the job is. Here's yeah. what we want to do. Here's the responsibilities. Yeah. And everybody felt good about it. Oh, yeah. I think we even had some elders like meet him and his wife. Yeah. And we're like, okay, this is going to be it. This is going to be it. This is the greatest hiring process because we had made some emergency hires in the past that were yeah. too quick. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, let's do this one slower. And we hired him, got him here. And within how many months we realized that the job was just too big for him. Yeah. Yeah. We hired him for a job and we're paying him for this job. But really the only thing that was his capacity was maybe 20% of that job. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so we just had a conversation Yeah. and we said, Hey man, we, we think that we brought you on for this. Yeah. Is this something you want to do? No. Is this something you think you can do? No. Okay. Well then man, we can't keep you here, but we can keep you on to do this. Correct. Uh, and that's up to you. And that's up to you. If you want to do it or not do it. And, um, and we learned that in that conversation it was only between them and us because they're the employees yeah. like we did we learned from some of the past mistakes and only did it the way that we could then and did it still cause pain i'm sure yeah but it the ripple effect of that pain was as small as it could be yeah and we did the right thing and i think that though they made the decision no that's not what i want to do i'm going to move on and do something else um it was it was one where we, I think, feel the most like light in of going, okay, it was what it was. Mm -hmm. it, it was people uh, and we agreed to disagree on some of it and that's yeah. okay. What? Uh, no, I think, yeah. Yeah. So I wanna give some tips, okay. maybe. Tips and tricks. To Do anybody who is, has experienced pain. Okay. So if you have been hurt by a pastor First, I hope this conversation can see you on this side of the table. Absolutely. That it's tough, man. It's hard. And unless they're a sociopath, I don't think they tried to hurt you. No. Um, what would you say to somebody who's, well, there's a few things I would say to somebody who's been hurt. He says, I don't want to ask you. I want to tell you what I think. No, I, no I'm going to try to set it up. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Is, is if you have been hurt, don't cause more. Yeah. If you've been hurt at a church for whatever reason, don't run around the church and keep setting fires. So good. Well, I, that part, yeah, keep your mouth shut. Something we've learned and like the reason why we can talk about these things that happened 11 years ago is because we're not bleeding from them anymore. They don't right. hurt anymore. They're not painful. And like, uh, 
yeah, we're not emotionally attached to any of it. We've forgiven it all, all that. And so like in the midst of it, keep your mouth shut. Recognize the damage you might do to somebody else and try to minimize the damage. Right. Super important. Go. If, uh, let's just, let's just put it into a, like a specific context. Yeah. If a youth pastor is mad at their lead pastor, Sorry. youth pastor is mad at their senior pastor and the youth pastor quits because he's hurt or <coughs> is fired. Right. You okay? I'm, I'm done now. I don't know. You're okay. Once when he starts coughing, I we might just have stop. to send her home for the day. I can't stop. What happens? Okay, go. So if a youth pastor is quits because he doesn't want to be there or is fired because the pastors want him there, that youth pastor has a decision to make. I can go to all the youth leaders and I can talk about how the pastor's an idiot. I can go and talk to students. <sighs> I can go and talk to students about the pastor and the church and I can try to burn the thing down. Yep. And you know why we want to burn it down is for our own ego. But when we're burning it down, when, it's okay, go ahead. But when we, but when we burn it down, what we're really doing is just hurting those people's relationship with Jesus because now they're leaving the church. They're leaving the church. They're leaving community that they've had for a long time. And we're, hurting more than we think. I've heard guys talk about how after they left the church they were at, how the whole thing fell apart and they almost have a, um, they're almost proud. Right. They're almost proud that after they left that the numbers aren't there or the leaders left. Dude, took the whole thing down. That's with the me. most disgusting heart. That is not the gospel. That is antichrist. That if, if when you leave a church, you think that you should try to hurt it or hurt the pastor or hurt the people that are there by causing separation, that goes against everything that Jesus teaches. Right. Now, unless the, unless there's some like real misconduct, people getting right. molested, like, but if you just didn't do your job and send some emails or whatever, you and the pastor didn't see to eye to eye. And so you got to go do, don't, don't burn it down. Right. Let God be the judge. <coughs> what is happening? Sorry. Let, 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 <coughs> we got to buy some cough drops for the tug of war. Can't breathe. I'm like, what is happening to me? It's all that coffee. That's probably it. I'm just kidding. Go. Don't, don't allow your hurt to, don't be someone who's bleeding on other people. So good. I see it so many times. I see it so many times. And it's not only the employee, it's the spouse. Somebody who can do the most damage is a spouse. Just this week. Do? Okay, go. Just this week, uh, one of our elders got a text message oh. from somebody who was on staff here years seven, seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. And they said, uh, <laughs> they said, we heard that you have been told some lies about us. We would like to... Like clear them up or Clear something. them up. This person has not been employed here for seven years and has not talked to this person they text for five five but and we haven't thought about but out of nowhere time. jezebel so out of nowhere jezebel's alarm clock went off <laughs> I, i'm saying and this was a spouse this was a spouse so, of yeah. a person so like don't don't do damage to the church because the bible says 
that Jesus will build his church and the gates of hell won't prevail against right. it. That means you start trying to tear the church down. Jesus himself is against you. Yeah, it's crazy. No, it's good. And I think on, on top of that, or in addition to that, so keep your mouth shut while you're bleeding. Allow yourself to heal before you actually go talk about it. Um, I mean, we've talked about some of the hurt we've walked through even this last year. We talked about the city stuff. We talked about the conference yeah. stuff that we've walked through. We had to keep our mouth shut, especially while it was actively happening. We can talk about it now because we're not bleeding from it anymore. We're not hurt. We can see the perspective of both sides of we're it. We're just all, all scarred up. Things. Yeah, now we've got, <laughs> yeah, now we've got the scars to talk about it. But, but we had to keep our mouth shut in that season because our heart, look, that, those things, those People, they, they do good for other, like for other people. I don't want to cause a skewed view for someone else. But then as leaders, we have to deal with the hurt we've caused because I was thinking about it. You haven't shared it here. You've talked about it before, but like, remember in that season, we would go into meetings together and sometimes you would say like, oh, I'm not hearing that correctly. And your hearing was off, but it was based yeah. in the hurt, hurt of those other people that you were hearing through the lens of, well, if they were those people, that's how they would say it. That's what they would mean. And I'm, and we were like recognizing, oh, but these are new people and we can't put their face. We can't put other people's faces on new people and we can't hear the words that people say mm -hmm. through the lens, through the filter of the words somebody else would have said. And I remember it because one, it was such an identifying healing thing for us. Mm -hmm you're always so self-aware that you're going, Hey, here's what's happening in me. I want to get it out of me. I want to deal with it, but it caused healing for all of us, all four of us, trusting, uh, you're trusting <laughs> Aaron, Rachel, and I, uh, as well, because we all recognize there were different scenarios where we were hearing things wrong yeah. because of the hurt. And so if you want to keep leading, not only do you have to keep your mouth shut, but you also have to readjust your ears. Dude, that's we got to do a whole episode called "Hearing Through Hurting." Yeah, we got to do a whole episode. No, we do, and we can, we have a ton of stories we can tell that. Yeah, because otherwise we will bleed on people who didn't cut us. Yeah, we will hear things wrong in a room. They're not saying what we think they're saying, but because we're hearing it through that hurt lens. We, we want to fight back. And so we had to recognize, oh, wait a minute, let's, let's hear the words they're actually saying. Yeah. And, and so tip is keep your mouth shut. Be careful. The words you say when you're hurting, be careful. The words you hear when yeah. you're hurting, what else? Understand there's another yeah. perspective. Yeah. See that you played a role in the yeah. situation. You said the know. maturity thing and it's so important. Yeah, see it from their other perspective. See their perspective. Allow yourself to go, oh, we talk about the empathy list, but sometimes it's not even, we don't even need a full empathy list. It's just the grace to see, oh, I'm glad I didn't have to make that decision. I'm glad I don't have to be the one sitting in that seat. Yeah. And you know, you talked about our friend Amy Chen uh, not long ago, she's the best because she, in her world, works in a management context. And so there's been plenty of times where she said to me, hey, I can't imagine having to make the decision you've had to make. Yeah. And so great job that you're doing what you're doing and that you're willing to make the decision. And so like put yourself in their shoes for a minute. And it might be hard if you've never had to make decisions to that level before. But if you've never had to make decisions to that level before, recognize you've never had to make decisions at that right. level before. Yeah. And 
um, allow yourself to just be free of the hurt. Yeah. It's not necessarily letting people off the hook. Maybe they were punks, maybe they were jerks, but let yourself off the hook of unforgiveness. Yeah. Because you put yourself in that in in their posi- position for a moment. No, it's really good. What I think else? I'm out of I think I'm out of You're out of words now? I think yeah, I'm a little I'm a little in my head and my heart with it all. It's heavy, man. It is heavy. It's heavy. No. And like nobody goes into nobody says yes to Jesus to hurt people. Absolutely not. And then when you do, but that's it's, why, it's the worst. That's why you're the best though, is we, because your heart is to not cause pain. We uh, we just had a situation not too long ago and I talked with a, uh, to a couple that was on staff with us. And I said, you guys, y'all, I mean, this is like an old cliche thing a little bit, yeah. that in conflict you have a, a you have something in each hand, a bucket of water or a bucket yeah. of gasoline. Yeah. And what are you throwing on it? And this guy's wife, started just throwing gas yeah, and yeah. I explained it to her. She's like, okay, I know. I'm, I, I know we're not saying anything. We're not doing anything. Yeah. But the next thing you know is they're having meetings and conversations yeah. and dinners and yeah. connection points and just throwing gas on yeah. stuff. And so like, mm-hmm. if you're hurt, have the self-awareness that you're, sh- you're spitting gasoline on stuff. It's really good. People, there are teenagers right now that are no longer in a relationship with Jesus because of words said by negative leaders. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. That's not something I want to give an account for. No. It's so good. And and so choose to pick up the bucket of water. And then I think the other part, I say it every time because I believe in it so much. If you can't be the one to pick up water, have a friend near, near you that will throw water. You need somebody kicking you under the table. You've got to have somebody that's yeah. willing to sit with you and go, hey, Nope, that's enough. Yeah. Because if you hadn't done that for me in moments, hey, Whit, be careful with your words here. I know you're going to get spooled up in this meeting. Yeah. And if I, if you hadn't allowed me to kick you under the table, and sometimes we would have caused more damage. Oh yeah. Than we even have. For and sure. So I'm grateful that you'll throw water on. Wounds from my, a friend can be trusted. It's true. Yeah. And so get you get yourself a friend who will throw a bucket of water. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love y'all. Thank you for letting me have this hard conversation. No, I feel like it's, really I don't helpful. know. I think it'll be good. I don't I know. I think it will be good for people. Let us know. And if you have more questions, more thoughts, hit us up, share it with someone who needs to know that, Hey, they're making, they made mistakes, but they got to keep leading, keep tugging into more. We love y'all. All right. We got to go get Whitney some cough drops. Maybe pastor Philip has some, uh, he's you can take a hit he's from his be. bong. His, 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 He's going to love that. He has that, uh, what's it called? Breathalyzer. Breathalyzer humidifier. That's his worship, (laughs) Pastor Phillips' worship bong. Maybe you can take a hit on that and it'll help you quit coughing. Love you, Philip. Love you all. Love you guys.